Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, April the 24th, 2022. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are talking about five lessons most people learn way too late in life. But before we open that giant can of worms, just a couple of housekeeping things on the docket. The first... My man, BJ Gadur, has an amazing Origins program that has been out for a short amount of time. And I touched on this probably about a week ago when I did a podcast titled Training on the Wrong Side of 30. And what BJ did in his infinite wisdom was put together an Origins program. And this essentially is a program where you're going to work on breathing, mobility, and stability. And you're going to transform, obviously, inside of that. Now, this is a three-month program. It's no joke. But what it really does is helps people, especially as we start to age uh, in the fitness game, and that's probably anybody over the age of 25. You probably have some nagging injuries or some shit you picked up along the way. This program is to help alleviate a lot of those things. But honestly, just help you really build a proper base. And I think a lot of people, especially if you look at high school lifters, um, younger athletes that train, everybody wants to go 100 miles an hour. Nobody wants to step back and just learn the basics, like learn how to properly squat, how to properly do a push-up. And honestly, even inside that context, how to properly have body awareness, how to breathe, um, and, and learn the core foundation of skills so you can build upon that base. And then you can take those skills and you can do anything you want with them. So What this program really is, is helping people choose smarter, safer, joint-friendly exercises, focusing less on just, you know, throwing a bunch of crazy weight around, but more mobility, stability, stamina, and really taking your recovery training as serious as your main workouts. And that's something that a lot of people fail to do, especially when you're younger. When we get older, hopefully we get a little bit smarter, but really just talking about making sure the recovery is just as important as the main workouts. And then obviously you know, making light loads go a long way, and then really focusing on breathing and mastering that, building a strong core, your foundation. So meaning like, obviously, not just when I say core, I don't just mean your abs. I'm talking like your back, your abs, you know, the entire girdle, your transverse abdominals, everything that's wrapped up into there. So if you guys do want to check it out, the site is thedailybj.com slash origins. And right now we can get you guys 50 bucks off. I think we had them cut it down to $147 which is a pretty sweet deal for a a program that is three months long. And admittedly, I had just went through a pretty huge chunk of it about uh, a week ago. And it's a lot. It's a lot of information. It's a lot of amazing video content. You guys will learn a ton. You can follow along uh, with a lot of the videos. And the rest of them are just short clips where you can kind of watch and go through. But everything is explained and broken down in great detail. So if you want to be stronger, honestly, like, when I mean stronger, your core is stronger, literally, and you have an understanding of what your body can do, and you have a body awareness that you've never had before, this would be a program that I would check out. And obviously, if you guys listen to me for a long time, this is like podcast episode 479 or something crazy. I have never endorsed uh, anybody else's program, but this I do think is important. And uh, I have mobility programs. I have a lot of other programs, but this is, uh, this is super in-depth uh, on a deep level. So if you want to check it out, thedailybj.com slash origins 
And right now, uh, I'll put the link in the show notes. I'll put it in my uh, Instagram stories for the next week or so. And you guys can get it for 50 bucks off for just $147. Now, on to the funky stuff. This episode is brought to you by my friends at Dry Farms Wine. I bet you guys thought I was going to say Athletic Greens, but we're going to go with Dry Farms Wine off the top. This wine is as real as it gets. The site is dryfarmwines.com. So Jeremy Scott, you can buy a bottle and basically get a bottle for free. They'll make you pay a penny for it. But what's a penny nowadays? It's basically nothing. And I don't know anything about wine other than I've drinking it a bunch of times on wine tours with my wife. And I don't really love it. But Heather does. Yes, I do. And why do you love Dry Farms wine, Heather? Well, I like Specifically, over the past, I would say, a couple years, I've been trying to buy more natural or, or organic wine, which can be hard depending on what store you shop at. I feel like more grocery stores now have um, more variety of natural and organic wine, um, but Dry Farms is literally the best as far as the healthiest when it comes to no sugar added. It's either an all-natural or organic, coming from small family farms. They don't use GMOs in their fermentation process. So there's no additives and chemicals. And it just, I feel like tastes like pure wine, not that fake, almost like processed taste that you get with processed food or drinks. And I just love that it's lower calorie. Who doesn't want that? And uh, it tastes amazing. And you really can... What's cool is you can customize your order, like say, for example, you wanted a rosé, you know, three three rosés and three whites, or maybe you just wanted a red, a white, and a rosé, you can do that, and it comes from all over the world, so they partner with family farms in the U.S. as well as international countries. And from all the stuff I've read, we work with these guys for probably the last year now or so, they estimate that less than 0.01% of the world's wine meets the strict criteria that they follow. So they are literally um, like the best of the best in terms of, of wine from everything that I've seen and researched. And Heather vouches for how it tastes, and, and she digs it. So if you guys want to check it out, obviously um, you can buy a bottle and get another bottle for basically free. Or you can gift it. You can gift a membership to a friend or family member, even like a corporate gift, which I think – I actually might be doing for some clients. I think it's a great idea. And you can choose, like, if you only wanted to gift one-month membership or three-month membership, you can customize that, which I think is pretty cool. I dig it. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to check it out, dryfarmwines.com slash Jeremy Scott Fitness. Otherwise, message us, and we're happy to direct you and answer any questions you have with those guys. We're also brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. Couldn't leave them out. You guys already know the drill. I take this every single day. I never miss. It travels with me, especially as we're starting to pick up our life again in terms of traveling. Thank the Lord for that. Um, it's easy. The travel packs go in my backpack and my suitcase. Uh, I throw it in a little shaker bottle. I actually do take the shaker bottle with me. I'll throw in some water and I'm good to go. If you struggle to eat enough fruits and vegetables, and let's be real, most of us do, this is the easiest way to cover the gaps in your nutrition. Right now, we'll give you a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. The site is athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott to get hooked up with that deal. And if you're still wondering, like, why should I take it? It's not just greens. 
which the micronutrients are amazing, but they have probiotics in there. They have digestive enzymes in there, and it literally is the antioxidant equivalent to eating 10 to 12 servings of fruits and vegetables. There's really nothing else that compares to it. And honestly, I do think it's the best tasting greens by far. And right now, if you want, shoot us a message, uh, email, contact page on the website, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, wherever you can reach out to us. And we will send you a free pack right to your front door. I mean, literally, I will have Monica take a pack from this box that's sitting 10 feet from me and mail it to your front door. You can try it 100% for free. If you like it, then get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. There's nobody else doing that, and I'll continue to do it to try to help you guys. So if you know a buddy who should try it or wants to, share it with them. Otherwise, hit us up, and we'll get it to you. Or you can just click the link today, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott, to get all of the free stuff. We're also brought to you by our friends at Beam CBD, beamtlc.com. I take the Dream product probably five or six nights to go to sleep. We'll always get you guys 20% of all products, 35% of all subscriptions, beamtlc.com. The code is Jeremy Scott. There's no THC in their products. They do not get you high. You don't wake up feeling groggy. They're not habit forming. It's just an easy way to help you get to sleep and stay asleep if that's something that you guys struggle with. And last but not least, we're brought to you by my friends at JLab Pro. This is where we get our protein, turmeric, collagen, and our krill oils. I've known Jay for probably the better part of a decade. Uh, the dude knows his stuff. He's a registered dietitian. He cares about his craft and what he puts into the products. We can always get you guys a discount on the protein and the collagen, and probably four or five times a year, there's a huge discount on the entire site. Uh, the website is jeremyscottfitness.jlabpro.com. And I'm happy to send you guys our supplement guide or our smoothie guide as well, where we kind of walk you through how we put in the protein and what we use in terms of the turmeric and collagen and kind of how we use those uh, in our lives. The other sponsors I'm going to throw in the show notes, Sleeves Sold Separately, and our friends at Kettle and Fire Bone Broth. If you guys want discounts on those, everything will be in the show notes to dig into that. So we are talking today about five lessons most people learn way too late in life and if these are things that you struggle with hopefully we can right the ship if you will and just kind of going through this it's uh it's a good reminder uh even for us just for the fact of obviously we all live in the same world and we are so busy now running around we're so inundated with information and technology and the world and this weird you know space it's in it's nice to uh kind of slow down and I guess reread these and focus on them because I do think oftentimes we get so busy working in our lives we can't work on our lives and all of a sudden you wake up one day and you were once 17 now you're 46 and you're like what the fuck is going on I, I, this all kind of passed me by and I was focusing on the wrong things and that's hopefully what we can dig into today but it's been a while since Heather's been um, on the podcast yeah I feel like the last couple months just flew by I think it was right before Valentine's Day we did a podcast, like a relationship one in February, early February. It's like yeah, two, two and a half months-ish. It's, long it's time. just been busy ever since uh, really the holidays. And then, we, and then we started to have visitors, like friends coming out in January, and then your side of the family, and then it was like my side of the family, and it kind of rotated and we're still entertaining and which is fun but it's been really busy <laughs> it's a lot well, in a good way yeah if you guys mm. ever been to arizona in january february march april may it's 
really a great time. It's pretty much the perfect time to come visit. <laughs> but everybody likes to come all at the same time. So um, it can be challenging with trying to to make sure you can spend time with everybody. And so I actually ended up taking vacation days so I could hang out when my family was here. And then you've had some family members off and on visit as well. Well, because now we have, you know, his mom and stepdad living here. So now we have even more of his side of the family visiting, which we're all, we're getting used to that too, because it, um, it's just, everyone wants to come. And if we, if we'd moved to Indiana, nobody would want to come visit us. No, no offense anybody in Indiana, but it's just this, you're in a vacation destination. It's probably the one thing where I've lived here for a long time. What is it? Four, 14 years, 15 years. Yeah. And I finally, it's, it's starting to click that this is not a normal place. Yeah. Like if we, like I drove through Old Town um, this morning just because I, I really never, ever do that. And it was six. And like, Old Town's like our downtown if, we're if the, you don't know. Yeah, it's the, like the, the old section, of, but it's downtown Scottsdale. Yeah. So like most of the, like the popular bars, restaurants, mm-hmm. it's usually buzzing. And at six ten in the morning on a Sunday, there's nobody, which is the reason I actually took that way. But I thought about it the other day, like when I would drive home randomly and let's say, oh, okay, I'm going to just drive through um, Scottsdale Road on my way home. It's so busy on like a Tuesday at one o'clock. It's music playing and there's people out at restaurants or walking around. And in my head, I'd be like, don't these people work and mm-hmm. have jobs? And I'm like, well, no, this is their vacation. Yeah. Because we have so many nice resorts and, and places to come and see and that's where I'm not saying my family won't want to visit us, but it helps when you live in a place where the weather is basically perfect and there's so many things to do. And I'm just, I didn't grow up that way. So it's, I'm finally used to it and realizing like, okay, this is a place where people want to come. The amount of uh, bachelor parties and bachelorette parties and weddings. Mm -hmm. It's nuts. It's, it's cool though, when not just family comes, but then really good friends love to make trips out here. So it's so nice because it's like, I feel because we live here, I've been able to even stay in touch. It's just been easier to stay in touch with college friends or high school friends um, because everybody loves to vacation here. <laughs> it's nice. It really yeah. is. We're, uh, we're fortunate in that way. Um, but we did squeeze in Zion, a trip to Zion. Gosh, that had been the first week of March. Yeah, the first week of March we went. Have we not talked about that on here? No. Um, cause I was just looking at photos. I'm like, uh, it was, yeah, March 4th, I think we were there, which was absolutely amazing. If you haven't done Zion national park in Utah, it was well worth it. And we did a, a big, I would say it was a big hiking trip. We were there for three days and I yeah, think the, the first, the first day we hiked for like eight hours or nine hours I think or something. We covered, straight. I don't know, 11 or 12 miles. Well, we got like, we were just hiking and we're like, okay, we'll just check it out and do it. And then all of a sudden the most pot, I think it's one of the most popular hikes there, if yeah. not the most popular angels landing is the name. And we had done this other hike where it just happened to connect to there. And we're like, you know what, what the hell we're already here. It said like, what is it? Two and a half miles or three miles. And our plan was to do it the, the next day, but we're like, we're already at the connection. Might as well do the whole thing. Yeah. And my idiot brain is, well, it's three miles. Uh, I'm fit. How hard can that be? And then you realize, yeah, it's three miles straight up, like switchback. And by the way, it's snow and ice, the higher you get. But, uh, 
it worked out for us. If you guys see the pictures, if you go to Instagram or uh, anywhere on Google, just put in Angel's Landing and you'll see it gets uh, real dicey uh, the higher you get. And because the weather was a little chillier a couple of days before, there was snow and ice up there. We had the, uh, the pop-on cleats, obviously, for our shoes, which helped a ton. Right. And a lot of people will stop at it's not the very top. But then there's the brave people that will do or the idiots. The final yeah. section, which basically has super steep drop offs of eight hundred, I think, to a thousand feet on either side. And it's like the most narrow part of the mountain. And especially during the winter time, because it was like right before spring season so they still had some snow and ice like you mentioned and we almost we were looking at each other like I don't know if we should do this like I was nervous and normally I don't get that nervous but this was so steep and narrow plus knowing that you can literally just slip off or someone could bump you off well that's the thing where you I would have been fine just like no I'm good dude but you actually like well let's just go do it we're here when are we ever going to come back and the odds are like we might, but there's so many places we want to see. But you were nervous. Well, and you want me to know why? Because I'm I'm looking at the other people, and I'm sitting in my head. I'm going, this person is going to fall off, and I'll tell this part real quick. So we make the decision to to go. We we clip on the cleats, which is those are lifesavers, by the way. If you do it and you go in a time where it's cooler, I would highly recommend having those because I think mm-hmm. if you do it without it, you're just you're asking to like to die basically yeah and we're going and we, we we're close to the top and there's this kid i say kid he might be tw- i don't know i can't tell anymore he's 18 20 years old and he's ahead of us and heather's like why are you standing so far back towards the ledge and i'm like holding on to this tree branch she's like you're gonna fall i go no this kid above us like probably 10 feet has like jeans and converse all-stars on and there's no there's a chain for most of this hike, like when it gets narrow, you literally hold a chain on or you could basically fall and die. Well, there's sections where there is no chain. And he's trying to go around this turn where it's snow and ice. And, and it's slipping. Sh- yes. And I'm like, Heather, if he falls back, he is going to fall into you and I, and we are going to all just die together. And that's my concern was where the people like him who are fearless and dumb or the people who are super nervous and going so slow where we're basically, you know, holding on to the wrong side of the, the chain railing where I could fall off and die because I'm letting people go past us or either come through because they're just, they're so, they, they shouldn't be up there is what I'm it saying. It literally could be like a chain reaction. Yeah. It's like a domino. <laughs> if it like, went it, wrong. It'd be, it'd be like dominoes. Yeah, dominoes. That kid falls, he hits me, I hit you, I but hit the next lady. But we made it. We yeah. made it to the top. Once I got up there, we're like, Cool. Let's snap a photo. Let's get back down. The photos and video are cool. It was beautiful, and uh, we just had a really good time. It's not too far of a drive from Arizona, so that was fun. And then, and I would say, I would say, go if you can, and sooner than later. Yeah, it's gonna. It's just getting more popular. Um, You can tell the development. mm -hmm. It's gonna get real. And I hate to say this, I love Sedona. I Um, know it sucks. Don't go there, (laughs) but I do love it. However, Sedona today from when we first moved here yeah is way different Mm -hmm. and there's some positives but then there's a lot of negatives oh yeah like the restaurants are amazing there's other stuff but i look at zion as like a way bigger 
Sedona. Mm-hmm. And you can see the little... Except without the community and, like, the city, really. And that's what I'm it's saying. Like a like, village. Mm-hmm. But that's becoming, like, there's development you can see yeah. already. And it's... That's kind of sad. So if you can go, I would say, put it on your bucket list sooner than later. It's definitely well worth it, especially if you like hiking and amazing views. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Highly suggest it. And what else? Uh, you went to Nashville. Yeah, I did Nashville. I squeezed in a girl's trip with um, my basically friends since middle school, grade school, high school, um, which was really special. And gosh, I hadn't been to Nashville in years. I went once for a work trip, but really didn't get to experience it then. So it was so fun going this time. And we stayed at the W Nashville, which was such a nice hotel. I love that we have that a part of our portfolio and uh, we just had a blast like the live music everywhere all of I'm a huge country fan so all of the country artists now a lot of them have their own bar restaurant on Broadway so it was so fun bouncing around and um, I love that city it's just I would totally go back and I can see why people live there it's uh, it's like here. So a- many rooftops, Austin, though. Nashville. Like, I wish we had more rooftops. Like, it was such a. Every location had, at least like three to four stories, which is unique. I wonder why we don't here. I know a lot of it has to do with not obstructing the mountain views. That does make sense. Mm-hmm. Not that you say that. Um. But yeah, and then just getting ready for another round of family members to arrive next weekend. So that will be really special. And then and then it's our turn for a real vacation after we've done, you know, mini trips, but we haven't really done we've done family, you know, holidays. I don't count like going to Minnesota as a vacation. I know. Like a real vacation for us. So we are gonna go to Maui um next month. Yes. And we've been so many times to Hawaii and every time just just the smell when you get off the airplane I'm like I love it there dude I really do it's like the sweet floral citrus smell and Maui's like Maui your Kauai's probably my favorite I love Maui dude mm-hmm. it'll be great I'm looking forward to it we haven't been in a real it's been well two over two years yeah 2019 we went to where the big island Kona mm-hmm. yeah which is gnarly. Yeah. So, that's us. Uh, do you want me to share the, uh, or do you want to? You can. The break-in story? Oh, sure. Did you want to share that? <laughs> we can't leave out that. It's a good story. Yeah, I guess it will, you know, hopefully remind people to be aware of situations like this. It's just, it's just, be prepared. <laughs> it's just funny how dumb it is. Uh, do you want me to start or you? You can. Okay. Correct me whatever I get wrong and then fix the details. So long story short, some some dude uh, broke into our house. And I I'm think gonna, he was a homeless person, that, which is very sad. It is super sad. Uh, but scary. scary. His address on the police report was homeless, actually. And uh, clearly on drugs when he was there. Now let me rewind and, and kind of give you the whole whole show here we live in a neighborhood um at the very end of the street it basically just stops there's no road there's no traffic it's just it it comes up to a canal and there's like a a cul-de-sac at the end there's a little dog park it's it's nice well one of the last homes uh 
the guy that lives there rents it out to some um, ASU college kids. And this uh, gentleman who eventually gets into my house, he ends up knocking on their bathroom. Was it the bathroom window or their back doors? Well, so they, so it's like four college girls at the end of our street that go to like ASU that rent this house and they have a pool in the back and they always leave the side gate open similar to what I do because we have a pool person come and they do and so it was open he he got in and one of the girls was up it's like around midnight and he's like pounding on her bathroom window and was like yelling and screaming saying like he needs a car he needs to borrow their car he has car insurance like well thankfully he had car insurance I know (laughs) I mean (laughs) so they were freaking out obviously and then they call the police call the cops and then then he runs over to the middle section of our street to our other neighbor's house, starts pounding on their door. They call the family. And she's up. She's up. Feeding their baby. No, that's the other neighbor. Okay. Um, and then so they, that couple calls the family next door. They call our friends that are directly across from us. They call me, Melissa, my, my friend. And she's like pregnant. So I'm thinking, <laughs> well, Jeremy had picked me up from the airport. Did you ever say that? Yeah. So Heather had just come back from, from Nashville. Nashville and I picked her up super late. And then we were like, and when I say this, Heather is, shouldn't even took that trip because it just <laughs> mentally, physically, her body is just, she's smoked. I'm glad I did it, but I had family in town too for spring break. So I was like all, traveling all around Arizona, Southern Utah again with them. And then this girl's trip was planned like years in advance so, so i Heather's like had to make it happen exhausted she's just dead and like, like a I, rock in bed <laughs> when i say it's the most i've probably worked like on i have a project that i'll talk about in a different podcast that we'll share with you guys i've been working on that and doing the podcast my normal business i just it was the same day we had uh dr jen huberty on the podcast from yeah. the call map and so i'm like the most tired i've ever been so i picked her up we come home and we just like, we pass out at like 1030, which is way past our bedtime anyway. And then our neighbor across the street calls Heather at about 1230. I'm like, why is she calling? And I'm all discombobulated. And I did have some dream CBD, which, you know, that makes me sleep really well. And really, I usually don't wake up. And she's pregnant. So we thought maybe. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, she's pregnant. So um, maybe she needs help or something. I'm like, Jeremy, get up. And I call her back and she's like, oh my gosh. Um, someone's outside your house. I think the cops are on the street. Her husband went out there to check and the cops were like, stay inside. She's like, there. She was like, I think he's like in your garage or did you leave your garage door open? And we're like, no, what? So <clears throat> I look out the window and I don't have my contacts in and I can see it looks like a car is like halfway in my driveway, halfway in the street. And I can see them taking a guy out of the car and putting him face down in handcuffs. So I kind of rushed to get like some clothes on and put my contacts in. And I go out uh, through my garage, and my garage actually is open, and I see that uh, Heather's car is halfway in the street and halfway in my driveway. And the cop comes over to me, and he's like, do you know this dude? And I'm like, no, no clue who this guy is. And he's like, do you want to like, you know, press charges or whatever? Because obviously he was trying to steal your car. And I'm like, yeah, 100%, dude. So he's, the guy is obviously sitting on the curb and he's got handcuffs on and he's over there. And the cop's like, did you leave uh, your garage door open and leave the keys in the car? And I'm like, you know, I'm super tired. I picked my wife up from the airport. I'm like, it's possible. Like they fell out of like, you know, 
my pants or hoodie or something. I go, but honestly, dude, I go, it's really rare that I would do that. I never, ever leave keys in the car. I never leave the garage door open. It's just like, it's literally something that's never happened to me. And so I go back inside and I'm trying to share the story with Heather. And he's like, okay, we're going to do our stuff. I'll come back in and I'll knock on the door. Again, this is 1230 at night, which I'm like, you know, a complete zombie at this point. And the other officer comes back in and he comes up to me. He's like, you know, are you sure you left the garage open? I'm like, honestly, I don't know. And he goes, because this guy is being uh, pretty truthful. And he said, uh, he actually crawled through your doggy door um, and, and came into your house and walked around and grabbed the keys off of the counter and then obviously tried to steal the car from there. So I have the cops actually come in, uh, look at my <clears throat> doggy door from the backside. And sure enough, what this uh, gentleman had done, and, and I, I feel bad for him, obviously, if he's homeless. And I say he's on drugs because the way that he got into our whole house in general, he basically stepped on my truck tire and then stepped on the hood of my truck, then leaped up onto the roof of my house in the front, walked all the way over to the back of my house on the roof, jumped down, then crawled in through this small-ass dog door that there's no possible way I could ever get in, walks around my house, Walks past other car keys. My purse, your wallet. Cash sitting out and grabs these car keys and then tries to slowly make his way, obviously, out of our house and gets arrested. Yeah, tries to steal my car. And they caught him in the act, which so thankful that the neighbors called the cops and they so grateful for the Scottsdale PD that arrived so quickly. Yes. And it could have been a lot worse. Like, he could have been armed. It could have been a really bad situation, but... Uh, thankfully we're okay but and uh, the reason why we didn't wake up though i think too is like we had the air purifier fan on so loud well and full disclaimer like we do have cameras and an alarm system but i was so tired i did not set them so now what we've done every day is a cover our dog door every night because now i'm paranoid that some guy's going to try to roll in but now we have all the sensors and the alarms and the cameras are on every day and so i guess if there's a takeaway it's to do that at your house if you can. And I say the best case scenario for the fact that my, our dog is older now, obviously. I think her hearing's going a and little bit. Usually she's like an attack dog when people come, but obviously she was smoked and we were both smoked. And I, I share this just for the fact of if I had woken up, you know, and I've talked about this with a lot of friends, like what's the best case scenario? You know, like it's for me to not wake up and have him actually, if he just stole the car, be done with it. Because if I get up and it's just him and I, then I'm going to sit there and like, you know, have a confrontation and beat the shit out of this dude or worse pick up a firearm because um, we own them and we sleep with them and we have them and like I'm going to come out and like have to shoot a guy and now my life is you know changed forever and there's no coming back from that and yeah we like people will say that and they'll talk about it like well you know I would shoot somebody and I'm not saying I wouldn't however but to have to live with that deer hunting and duck hunting and like in rabbit hunting squirrel hunting is way different than shooting a human being regardless of the situation obviously this guy is homeless he's on drugs something is wrong and when that situation happens like i don't know if he's just like looking for a car or if he wants to like you know do physical harm to you or your wife or your family so it worked out the best uh for us and i've said this a lot in my life these really shitty like weird things happen to me but like in a really positive way if that makes sense. Maybe that's just my perspective on it. Mm-hmm. But I feel that. Like, if, if you could have broke into my house in any other way, I don't think you could have done it more perfectly and then tried to steal something and literally you make it 
50 feet before you get arrested. Now you're going to go to prison for multiple years. And the best part of the story, though, is so... And you, and you said this to the cops, too. I did, because they then, then they came into the house, and I had confirmed that, yes, I left my keys on the kitchen counter because I was traveling, and I didn't put them back into my purse yet for the next day. And I'm like, yeah, sure enough, he took them. And then I was like, well, I was thinking that my neighbor was in labor and that's why she was calling me. And so once they told me that he actually broke into our house through our dog door, I had tried calling my neighbor back to let her know (laughs) the story. And then I text her and I was like, you know what? She's not answering. And then all of a sudden I look out our front window and I'm like, gosh, why are Melissa and Andrew leaving right now? They're pulling out the driveway, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I bet she's in labor. And then sure enough, she's like, my water just broke, and <laughs> I'm headed to the hospital. The stress, the stress <laughs> like, of our break. what a crazy night. And I don't think she was even supposed to deliver for a couple weeks because she had just, like, went to the doctors, and they're like, oh, no, you're you're not. You're good for a while. But, yeah. This, so, event, this event stressed her out, um, man. So beautiful baby girl arrived, and that was, like, the good part of the story. <laughs> so the takeaway – if you have neighbors, be friends with them if they're yeah, cool. Yeah, like at least have their te- their number for si- emergency. So you can all kind of help each other. Because there's obviously like, there's, you know, we have families in our neighborhood. We have uh, moms where the husband's gone and they're there with a the kid and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's just, if you can look out for one another, it's ideal. Obviously, if you have an alarm system, no matter how tired you are, turn it on. Turn it on. <laughs> Don't be like me. Um, but again, it's a good lesson learned, you know, honestly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I do feel... I do feel bad for if the dude, like, obviously is homeless and he's struggling and he's on drugs. It doesn't give you the right to break into places. You feel so and, violated. Yeah, it just, it, it makes, you know, for me, like, I didn't give a shit. Like, I went on with my day. I'm like, it's the next day. It's fine. You just, you realize, like, how the, the thin of a veneer is that we all kind of live in and live through. And there's been such a, and I don't want to get off topic here because we're 30 minutes in and we need to talk about this shit. But there's such a gap now in terms of, like, the people who have money and people who don't have money. And I'm not, I don't know this guy's situation and scenario, but you're, you're seeing that more and more. It's getting so extreme and Where, I think people are getting so, they're panicking and freaking out and they just are trying to survive. I think a lot of them Yeah, and, it, and it, are going obviously crazy. And there, you know, there's a drug problem obviously, mm-hmm. and there's a mental illness problem. There's a lot of things that are involved in that. And, you know, I don't have a solution or a fix, but I do think these types of things, tend to probably happen more um, than they have in the past just because of the you're seeing how things are becoming so unaffordable that we're living in yeah and it's just a lot man it's a it's a whole different uh set of problems but so that's the takeaway so just beware (laughs) yeah be friends with your neighbors prepared (laughs) do your stuff and uh you know that's it it worked out you know in our favor better than i could again perspective and gratitude is a real thing and i'm I'm super grateful and uh but yeah definitely uh Never thought someone would sneak. Because you would always ask, like, you think someone, some, some, someone, could, someone could sneak in this dog door? Because I've like, heard of that, you know, happening here. Like, and our friend that was a cop had told us that would happen. Well, Steve could fit through Often. the dog door. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, there's different sizes. Like, we don't have the extra large or even the large. I think ours is the medium size. Our dog but, is small. But this guy was, like, super skinny. And so he clearly could wiggle his was way like in. a child or something. Oh, like, Jesus, man. So, uh, hopefully a fun story for you guys if... If it helps you be more cautious. Yeah. So five lessons most people learn. Yeah. This article I found from Inc.com and I believe it's by Alyssa Satara. 
It looks right. Yeah. You want to go with number one? Your perception is your reality. And I do believe this to be true. 100%. Did you want me to read through well, this? Or the way you... you like interpret and understand the world directly affects your beliefs and the way you live your life. Perception creates bias as much as it creates understanding. It creates fear as much as it creates curiosity. So do you want your reality to be narrow or vast? Will the bliss that ignorance provides be sufficient or do you need more? The truth is most people want more. Even if it's on a subconscious level, humans tend to trailblaze from cradle to the grave. Our society emphasizes the importance of education, learning, and discovering is what we do, but still it is increasingly hard to understand what you don't understand. Um, and this quote that I added here was, I love Brendan Burchard's posts on Instagram. And this always resonated with me. I remember seeing it like a couple of years ago when he posted it. And sometimes people haven't sought greater success in their lives because they're surrounded by people who say, why can't you just be happy with what you have? Those who say that don't understand high performers. You can be widely happy with what you have and still strive to grow and contribute. So don't ever let anyone discourage you from your ambition for a better life. I agree. I mean, I, obviously I think, you know, having gratitude for the things you do have and, and not the things you don't have is important, but you don't have to just be cool with the station you're at in everything in life. I mean, I, I think, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying for better or for worse. I say this in, in almost every fitness video we do in terms of making progress. I look at life as this uphill battle. And if you think about a wagon that's coasting, a wagon doesn't coast uphill. It's only going to coast downhill. So if you're not making strides to move forward, you're always going to be going backwards. That's just reality. There is no just treading water. You might feel that way sometimes. Like the, the metrics that you're measuring your progress and success by might not move. But you as a person, you can always be making strides forward in some area of life, even if the metrics don't show it yet. I think we sometimes think of it as like it's a car moving down the road and it has to like always be like moving 10 miles forward at a time. It doesn't like 10 inches is fine, but that comes down to how you look at your life and, and obviously how you view it. Perceive yourself. And, um, I think it's just important to want to continue to learn and better yourself. Like you said, but you need to start asking yourself those questions. Like, what do I know? What do I don't know? What do I want to learn more about? And most importantly, just understand that it's okay to be wrong and it's okay to fail. It's okay to have air and that in air there's growth. Like you mentioned, I would say everybody just having a beginner mindset is critical. And the older you get, not everybody I'm generalizing here, but people get very rigid in their thinking in their beliefs and in their ideology. And there's nothing you're going to do to, to change it, you know, and it can be something simple where, if I'm, a, if I'm a Ford guy, my dad's a Chevy guy. And if Chevy did something awesome and I thought it was cool, like I'm willing to admit it and like, oh, okay, maybe I'll switch over, whatever. I don't know if I can change his ideology at this point. Like he's a Chevy dude till he dies and he's just not a, and that might be personal preference. But what I'm saying is when you're younger, oftentimes you're more malleable. Like you're willing to, you're your clay that's it's warm, it's wet, you can still mold it and shape it when you're old, you're like this hard 
you know, clay that's been in the kiln and you're like, just, it's a rock solid and people just are, are not willing to, to bend and to move. So if you can have a beginner's mindset, I think that changes your reality on everything instantly, willing to grow, willing to fail, willing to fuck up. That's the only way I've ever done anything. And I think you guys are the same. Fitness is the great, obviously metaphor for that. You come in the gym and you fail repeatedly over and over and over again. You're going to fail on the reps. You're going to fail on the sets. You're going to fail on the time, but that's where growth happens. If you can take that same brain out into the real world, when you talk to somebody about education or politics or finances or religion or something, you're always going to be learning something and not acting like, well, I know everything about that subject. It's literally impossible to do. Most of us are far too stupid to master more than one thing, let alone just like one simple thing in your life. I agree. And for me, like practicing, continuing to practice self-awareness has been key to just better understand myself, the difference um, between like learned behaviors, like you were saying as a child, how easily you can be taught certain beliefs and you can learn different behaviors. But then as you grow up, you need to do kind of evaluation and understand who you really are, what are your own true thoughts, your authentic beliefs, and be able to kind of identify those to continue to live, you know, your own truth. And I, what's helped me too over the years is like taking personality or behavioral assessments and just to identify, I've had to do them like for work, but then I've also done them for fun, like for my personal life. Jeremy and I have done actually a podcast on one before Um, with like the Enneagram personality behavioral tests. And it just kind of helps me identify areas of my own strengths, my own weaknesses. What do I want to learn? What do I want to improve? You know, how do I work with better with other people or how am I perceived in, um, I guess, my community or with work, how I feel or react in certain situations or how I am like with you in a relationship. So it's just, I think it's very helpful. Um, I've listened to a ton of podcasts. I've read books too that are, uh, you know, on those topics as well. And just even asking people who are experts and something that I want to learn about. I know Jeremy does the same thing, can be so educational and rewarding. And just, again, we always try to surround, we're, we're blessed to have such a cool community of JSF people here and online too, um, that we are surrounded by these circles of people from all walks of life, all different backgrounds, very, you know, highly successful in their field and just people who we respect and admire that we can learn from too. So I think that's really important to be able to get into an environment or, you know, join whatever it is, um, a hobby or, take a class or something like that, that you can be around other people. Especially things that you're not, you're good at. So if, if you're, you've never done jujitsu and you show up and you're a white belt and you got some 12 year old kid who's a purple belt beating your ass, I'm like, it's a humbling experience to be a beginner again. If you had to relearn how to ride a bike or snowboard or play basketball or the guitar and you had learned years ago, I'm like, to learn a new you know, skill, a new tool, like these things are crucial for your life. And it gives you this, you know, kind of broad reality. Personally, the conversations I have here, it's with people who we don't have to have the same exact beliefs. And even if we do, they know so much about so many areas of life, I have no clue. 
Like yesterday, we sat here talking to Mike D for, I don't know, a fucking hour. And just what he knows about development, real estate, the market, the world that goes on. And he happens to be a dad. Like these are all these things that like, he has all this perspective. He's like, vi- you know, vice president level with his company. He is architect. Like, so it's really helpful to talk to him, especially about the current housing market and yeah. real estate commercial side of the business and like we know you know surface like we know level one stuff and i listen to him talk he's at like level 15 Mm -hmm. and all i do is listen i'm not interrupting i'm not interjecting i'm just going to ask the questions and i'm going to listen to the knowledge that comes in to me that's the most fun i have when i communicate with people i don't want to sit and hear myself talk i don't want to pander to the same audience i don't want to be in an echo chamber where we all agree everything's the same like that's to me that's a really bland narrow reality and obviously an ignorant yeah very, it's a very ignorant way to live ignorance is bliss yeah. i yeah. guess but is that is that how you want your life to be and obviously if if you're you know if you think your life sucks it sucks if you think it's great it's great if you think you know everything you think you know everything if you're willing to learn now your reality becomes completely different and that's what i mean by perception is reality if you just walk around like i'm the smartest i'm the the greatest everything I think you're living a very limited life and oftentimes it takes people to the way later stages of their existence to realize like, wow, I finally wake up. I miss this opportunity to ask questions and learn from other people. And that's the dude, I'm a complete, I'm a, I'm an idiot. You guys, I, I mean that in, in the biggest sense, I'm only somewhat like tolerable to listen to on a You're podcast. Such a dumbass. Yeah, I am bro. Because I, I, but the only skill I'm I, kidding. You're the, actually he he just lies. He's no. actually really, really no. smart. The reason I can talk about things is because I sit and listen to these people who are way smarter and than me. And you've like pushed yourself so hard to learn for the past decade to learn and grow. And I'm super proud of you. It'd be like, hey, Jeremy, do you know everything about nutrition? No. I, do. I know. It does. I know it's science. It con- continually I know 1%. evolves. <laughs> Jeremy, do you know everything about fitness? No. My God. Like, there's so many things I can't even scratch the surface. I'm in awe of people who can take something and, and learn everything about it. And I, I'll try to be a sponge and soak up some of that information. And then obviously, you know, breed it into my own life. But by no means do I have everything figured out. And I think that's the, kind of the takeaway is just be willing to have a beginner's mindset be willing to listen, to learn, and understand like you don't know everything. And there's so many things you can pick up by failing and, you know, just being a beginner. And just keep making the effort. And that's what him and both of us continue to do. And it's helped us tremendously over the years. Number two. Yeah. Everything is temporary. Your good times are temporary. Your bad times are temporary. So just remind yourself of that. So when you're up, Enjoy it, bask in it, and be grateful for it. And then when you're down, just know you'll get through it. It will pass. It's not the end of the world. And that is just a rough patch or a season of life. And life is full of twists and turns, ups and downs, and surprises. Um, So we forget that it's about the journey, not the destination. This is something daily I try to remind myself to enjoy the day-to-day process of getting to where you want to be instead of focusing on the end goal or what's next. There's a lesson in everything. I think it's hard for a lot of people, especially young people, to appreciate life now more than ever. I think it's very hard for them. Recognizing the full worth of your hardship and your blunders is key to appreciating the journey. And it's just important to stay humble, be grateful for the joys that life brings you. 
which is 100% true for us. It's something that we both try to practice as much as we can um, because everything is temporary. It can be all taken away or, you know, something not to be negative, bad could happen. And and it's just like you have to just really try to live in the moment and, and enjoy it and be grateful for it. Well, that's all there is at the end of the day. I mean, you know, the there's peaks and valleys, right, as we tend to say, you know, and the valleys exist to make you enjoy the peaks and vice versa. If every day you were always winning and everything was perfect, that's a nightmare. And I've referenced this before. There's like a Twilight Zone episode where the guy is like a he's a gambler. He's an alcoholic. He's just like a, a shitty guy. And he dies and he thinks he goes to heaven and he ends up in like this kind of casino setting where every hand he plays, he always wins and he can have as many, you know, drinks and food and he can do everything and, and nothing ever goes wrong. And, you know, eventually I think, you know, a couple months in, he's like, I, you know, this is miserable. Like, I hate this. I never lose. There's no variation. I can't believe heaven is like this. And the, it's the twilight zones so are like, well, the fact that you think this is heaven, like that's the kicker. Like he's actually in a hell. And I think if you were to look at your life that way, and I know it sounds, you know, probably insane for a lot of people to hear, but if every day everybody told you you were the greatest thing ever, if every single day you hit every green light and you could eat and drink whatever you want and, and no one was ever mean to you and there's no variation, you'd be like, this is kind of fucked. You, st- you stop appreciating that stimulus is what I'm saying. Because there's there's no reference there's point no for it. There's no lessons learned. There's no growth. No, and then you st- it's like if you were a ki- again I use this if you were a kid and you're you know eight years old and your parents gave you everything you ever asked for every single day, what type of person do you think you'd be when you're 25? Well, and I think it just it's like a boring. It'd be so boring. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You don't there, you don't learn anything from it. There's no resistance. There's no growth, and you don't appreciate it. If someone gives you here here's a Mercedes. Here's a 5,000 square foot house. Here's a job where you don't have to work and want to pay you 300K a year. You don't appreciate those because, things. Because, yeah, you haven't worked for them and you don't know that satisfaction of being rewarded for your hard work and going through the challenges and making you a stronger person along the way. And so I, I say all that to say you have to have some shitty days to appreciate the good days. You have to have some setbacks to appreciate the achievements. This is reality. I know it sucks when you're in some shit because, like, again, Heather's been through shitty parts of life. I've been through them. You guys all have, and, and we will again. And Especially the last two years were extremely challenging for, I think, everybody. Yeah. I mean, the amount of people I meet who have suffered, like, m- mentally um, and emotionally. And then, obviously, there's a physical component that comes to it as well. And, obviously, the people that who died, in, you know, during that time frame, it's tough, man. And those things are going to happen. And... If you can write that phrase down, I'm actually probably going to put on a t-shirt. Everything is temporary. Because even for me, when I deal with shit and I'm very type A, I'm very, you know, I want to get shit done instantly, quickly. If people are not on my same schedule in the way that I work and move, it fucking irritates the hell out of me. When I send an email and if I don't get a reply back for like a day, I'm like, what's, what is going on? It, it bothers, especially if it's a problem and I'm trying to fix it. If something happens in my life, I want to fix that problem and get to a resolution as quickly as possible and then move on. Yeah. And when I can't, which I'm dealing with some shit right now with work where it's just taking time, it's, it bugs me every day. And you said it the other day when you were talking about this podcast, everything is temporary. And I'm like, okay, I just need to repeat that to myself like 10 times. Otherwise, I'm going to drive myself fucking nuts. 
and I'm going to feel a certain kind of way until this thing get resolved. But sometimes we can't resolve things in a day or in a week. Sometimes it takes a month or it takes two months. And so if you can go in with the mindset of like, hey, this is just a season of life. It sucks. It blows. It's not going to kill me. And I say this all the time. It's just going to plant me to grow into the person I'm going to be moving forward. So the next time something happens, I have more resolve. I'm a little bit tougher. I'm a little bit stronger. It's the same thing with fitness. When you're on the assault bike, dude, it's only temporary. You're not going to be on that thing forever. I go, but the effort you put in during that shitty, uncomfortable time where you're breathing, you're working hard, you're training, I go, that is what's going to change you moving forward and your life is the same way. Right. And it's going to be hard, but it will get easier once you can start adopting better habits that work for you. And you have to obviously have like trial and error to figure out what practices are going to work for you and that you can stick with because it's different for everybody. And then it will help you get through the, through those challenging times. I know, you know, I've been testing <laughs> every year. I feel like I try to implement some new habit or um, practice that can just make me feel better and do better and, and just be happier. And, um, what was I going to say? I just feel like I've always made sure to experience as much as possible in life. And you just, you never know what can happen. Like I had mentioned before. And I think the pandemic was such a great reminder for people that it can all change instantly. So just don't waste any more time living a life that you aren't happy with and just go out and pursue those goals and dreams that you have for yourself. Like it's going to be hard and challenging and there's going to be failure, but you have to look at it as when you are old and you look back on your life, you don't want to have regrets by not even trying. No. And what's the phrase? If you're going through hell, just keep going. And I always, I go back to Shawshank Redemption when Andy Dufresne is breaking out of prison and he's got to crawl through five football fields of uh, sewage and shit uh, to become free. So gross. (laughs) You know, and imagine though, like if, and that's how I, most problems that happen for me and it's because I'm weird. I think of that. I literally, my brain, I go, okay, if this is like five football fields of shit, I got to crawl through and I'm at yard 200 right now. What am I going to do? Just quit, fucking die, lay here in a puddle of shit and just live there. Or am I going to keep crawling to get through it? That's the only option is just to keep going it is no matter how miserable it is, how painful it is, you just do it. And if you can do that, you'll get past it. And then hopefully, if you can remember that, you'll have this appreciation and gratitude you never had before. For me personally, and I hate saying this, the shittiest times in my life have made me the most positive person that I am today. Like if I didn't go through those, I would probably be the biggest asshole. And I mean that sincerely. Like if I had not felt like shit, dealt with physical stuff, mental stuff, emotional stuff, I would probably be the biggest like just dick face of all time. Same here. Like just have the most cockiest attitude. Like I'm, you know, nothing can touch me. I'm better than everybody. I literally would have that. But having these experiences that make you feel vulnerable, that make you feel weak, that kind of scare you straight. Those to me have been the biggest gifts that I've ever been given. And it's, I can say it now because I'm not like living in one, but it sucks when you're in it. Mm -hmm. And I always have to go back to that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get through this. Like I got through everything else and it's temporary. And and I know. And ask for help when you need it or, you know, rely on your partner or family member that can support you through it. And that's key, you guys. So just know um, if you're in some shit right now, it's not going to last forever. You'll get through it. Again, the last two years were fucking dumb. And now I'm going to get an airplane without a mask on 
and I'm going to go to Hawaii, and it's going to be fucking awesome. And there was a time where we probably thought that would never happen again, yet here we are. Mm-hmm. So, yay! <laughs> it's pretty cool. Number three, the importance of being present. If you are depressed, you're living in the past. If you're anxious, you're living in the future. If you're at peace, you're living in the present. I don't even know how to say that. Lao Zhu. That's like Zoo. the... Uh, that, that's a book. I've read that book yeah, before. Yeah, I've seen this I quote. Have it audible. It's actually... It's like a famous quote. Well, it should be. It's fucking amazing. It's so good. And it is such a key reminder. And I try to incorporate this every day because it's the only way to really truly be at peace and have joy in each day is by living in the present but it's so hard like I'm a person that's just kind of wired to sometimes I'll dwell on the past too much or I focus on the future too much you do I think that's more my issue is focusing on the next thing oh my god and I drive him nuts I drive myself crazy it's not healthy the amount of times you've referenced this future reality for you and I over the last five or six years I mean, I wish, I wish, you know, sometimes there were video filming your life and so they could cut all the clips together and make a Heather's reel. Yeah. That'd be so cool. Oh, getting a little salty <laughs> over there. It's true though. Like, I love you, but man, if I have to hear about like the future life for me and you one more time, like I'm going <laughs> to fucking lose my mind. And I would say to say, yep, we'll deal with it when we get there. Like just, I don't have a lot of talent, you guys, but the one thing I do have is I literally just live day by day. I get annoyed by the future. I have a vision for it, obviously, but I... But you don't let it, like, take you over. <laughs> you know what I've learned? I don't control it anyway. I know. Because... It's, I like, didn't... pointless, and you waste so much time and energy doing that, and I know that. <laughs> so many, like, blessings and gifts have come to my life that I had no plan on ever doing. It, literally. Um, some of the most, you know, if it's financial success or uh, business opportunities, things that I never wrote down... I never talked about, I never thought about were even possible are things that have literally changed my life and I live right now and I had no plan of that. And all I was focusing on was just the game, just playing the game every day. And if I play the game and I win the first quarter, I can win the second quarter, the third quarter, and eventually, obviously I'm going to win the game. And I'll let you talk in a second, but in my office now I have this, the board of where when we paid our house off, which was February 26th, uh, 2020, right before COVID. Suck it, pandemic. Um, and I have that up here. And when I look at it, it's just a, I don't even want what you call this board. Like when people make announcements, like, oh, it's we're like have, a having a quote board yeah, or yeah. an announcement board. Yeah. yeah. And you make it. And as cool as that is, and as cool as that like Instagram post was, and as cool as that the podcast we did was, I don't ever think about that shit. And when I look at that, I don't think about that day. I just think about actually you and I talking about it, making the decision to do it, and then communicating at a level we never communicated at with. And being creative with finances and figuring things out and just the way that we were going through it. I think about the journey of it is what I'm saying. And when I was doing it, I wasn't worried about just the end date. I was just present in that day. Let me get through this day. And I think when you look back on your life, if you've ever won an award, right? Like you played sports in college. You're all-conference, all-American, whatever. You're, you go to college and you, you get a degree. Here's my bachelor's degree. Here's my master's degree. You don't really think about that day. You think about hanging out with your friends. You think about the parties you went to, the football games you went to, that course that was really hard you studied for. What I'm saying is 
you think about the times you were actually present in it, not actually just like, oh, well, once I get here, then it will be this. We sometimes so much focus on the trophy or the end game, we're missing all the cool stuff that happened in the middle. And that middle shit is everything. That's you. But if you're always focused on two years from now, you're missing these two years. Right. And in this article, they're saying more often than not, most people tend to worry about what's to come or dwell on something that's already happened. And while it's crucial to care and consider your your future, be careful not to let it hinder your present. Moments turn into memories. Enjoy the moments while you have them. It usually takes a lifetime of piled up worries for a person to realize worrying isn't productive. And I know that, but I still do it at times. And again, I don't want to, I'm not a saint here. I do the same thing. I've been talking. You do. I know I've been talking do. about the same business thing to you for like five days now. I know. And I'm not going to say it. And on I'm here. used to it because it's a habit that you have. It fucking bugs me, bro. It's Clearly. irritating the shit out of me. And can I say this to you? I know it's going to get resolved. I know. I know it's not a big deal. You do this all every time. But you know what my brain starts doing? I start thinking, okay, what if what if I'm what if I'm getting fucked forever now? And I'm like, what if I, this net? What if this keeps happening? And then I start to go down this rabbit hole, and I'm like, so I'm not immune to it Just either. Just breathe. Breathe it out. Everything's temporary. Um, so my point is, is that we're all guilty of it for sure. And you can't do that. And living in the past is just equally unproductive as worrying about the future. Oh, that, you um, can't do that. There are definitely benefits in being able to reflect on yourself in your past. You know, if you need to learn and pay attention to what you've been through and how that makes you feel really does matter. It just takes a lot of emotional energy, like I mentioned, to grieve, process, and overcome The balance of being able to take time to reflect and prioritize your future while spending the majority of your day in the present is beyond valuable. It's life changing. I just think it's, you know, just be where you are. As uh, the goat David Jack told me one time, just be where you are, Jeremy. If you can't be here, I was going to be supposed to be at a conference um, helping him do something. And I had too many of my own personal projects going on and some personal life shit. And he's like, He's the, he's the goat. Obviously, I say it all the time. He's like, just be where you are. Wherever you're going to be, just be there. If you're going to come here and your brain's not here and you're just here doing it for the audience, don't be here. Just be where you're at. And I think with technology and all the things we have now, we can be in a room of people, but we're not even there with them. And I think that's a, it's, a, it's a critical mistake that we're making and we're choosing not to be present with people when we can. We're more worried about what's on our fucking phone and what we're going to post to complete strangers. Or what's so-and-so doing. Instead of like, just live your life. And I'm not saying you can't do that. Escapism is real, but you guys know what I'm talking about. There's a, there's a chronic problem where you're in a room with your family, your mom and dad, or somebody that's going to be dead one day and you're not going to see them. And you're scrolling, seeing what fucking Susie's doing at the pool or what Rick's doing, you know, on his hiking trip. That's not the time and place for that. Yeah. And I wrote that. I was like, the age of technology is making us stay making staying in the present even more difficult even worse i think during the pandemic when so many people are at home you know on technology 24 7 in the metaverse feeling trapped in this like fake reality where it's like sucking you out of like the real life moments and and there was a lot of great real life moments that happened too because on the flip side of that you know people got to spend more time together with their families and kids and things like that and but definitely, I mean, we saw it just with our own business, like our numbers. And um, if you look at the insights or the, what's the word I'm looking for? The metrics, like on Instagram. Yeah. 
Um, That's right. They were increasing substantially during that time because people are like sucked into just watching everything online and not being in nature and not being as present, like you mentioned with their friend. And I, I was guilty of it too, friends and family and, or you're away from them. There's the whole isolation point yeah. part of that, which was huge. But my point is, is like, now we, that we're back to like, yeah, be mindful life. of it. And like, you got robbed. And again, I'm not try- trying to talk about the pandemic, but you get robbed of a couple of years. A lot of people, some people just six months and whatever your comfort level was with seeing people and family, it's not for me to judge. But some people, and again, just because of travel, whatever, like you didn't see your mom or dad for maybe a fucking year, maybe or two, longer, maybe yeah. two years. You didn't see some of your best friends and people you're close to for six months or a year or two years. You already got robbed of that. So when you, what I'm saying is when you get a chance to be with them and around them, be actually with them. be with them and around them. And like finding a balance and adopting daily habits again and practices that work for you, I think is key. So I, I'm still learning that too <laughs> we all are man i just i, I don't There's like weeks i'm better than others but you don't want to look back on your life and be like you know what i remember that time when i was scrolling through instagram yeah you're never gonna say that and it's hard ever. for us too because like we do have to have a presence online for the business post and run away <laughs> i know uh so anyways let's go to number four number four do what you love Love what you do. You never work another day in your life. That is bullshit, by the way. Um, do what you love. Love what you do. If you do that for work, you're going to work 100 hours a week. So you don't have to work for somebody for 40 hours a week. But in outside the work context, or even in the work context, I do think it's important to do things that you enjoy and you get a sense of purpose doing. Because if you're showing up every day for money, dude, I can promise you it's never enough. It just isn't. And if you don't make a lot right now, you're listening to me and like, yeah, fuck you, dude. Easy for you to say. I'm saying it because I was once a dude who made no money. And as the numbers have increased over my career of doing this, the happiness level does not increase with the money level. There's a baseline number for sure. When you go from making 20 grand to like 75, yeah, you're probably happier because you have a little bit more security. And, and Well, in studies, research research statistically shows that. but i'm telling you man if you're giving up your life for something that you hate doing and it's stressing you out and that takes you from two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year to three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year i promise you it's not worth it you will not have the time effort energy to even spend that money or more importantly even enjoy it it just nothing's worth trading your lifetime for it just, it just really isn't like, obviously we live in an economical world. I understand that you have to make money and how much that is only you can judge. But if you're miserable every day with technology now and the amount of resources and things we have, it just, it doesn't have to be that way if you don't want it to be. hundred percent. And reminder to yourself of like the importance of loving your career and loving what you do is very important. And your work is, you know, considerably large amount, large aspect in your life that you dedicate yourself to like so, 65% minimum for people of your life is yeah. work. And so if you aren't happy, that unhappiness will seep into other aspects of your life. And while nothing is perfect, it's not like you will love your career hundred percent of the time or all aspects of it. It's important to work on yourself and position yourself to reach the goals and those satisfactions that you desire in your work. Um, and just most importantly, invest in yourself and 
And this goes for your like non-work life too. What habits and hobbies do you want to stop? Which ones do you want to develop? It's important to be conscious of the type of people and activities you surround yourself with. Information is like nutrients to your brain. Be aware of what you're feeding feeding yourself. Success isn't one triumphant moment. I love this. Like success is a series of moments and choices leading up to the bigger moments. I agree. And I do like the Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. You can read that. What's money? A man is a success if he gets up in the morning and goes to bed at night and in between does what he wants to do. I've always said that. Um, to me, the freedom is more valuable than just material things. And again, this is not judgment. I'm just speaking about for me personally. The fact that I can come in here and wear what I want and say what I want and do things exactly how I want to do it and create whatever schedule that I want to tolerate, to me, that is the ultimate success. And feeling that I'm actually doing something that matters, whether it's you know, just a drop in the ocean or something more substantial, I, I love that about doing this as a career. And I would hope all of you guys could find something similar because Heather and myself included, like we had dads who did jobs that they fucking hated for 30 plus years. And it's like, I don't want to repeat that. And neither did she. And it doesn't have to be that way. Now, granted, they didn't have. And we're so grateful for them and appreciate all their hard work and efforts. And it just makes us sad, though, that they had to live like that or felt like they had to live that way. Well, because they didn't have the everything. Again, <clears throat> I don't make excuses for anything, but they didn't have the same opportunities right. as we did. Like there was no Internet at scale. They weren't going to create a podcast. Well, and everyone kind of in that time felt like they had to stay with the, the company and stay in that for 30 years. It just You couldn't make the moves like we do today. No, and there's a lot of factors, but the point I'm driving at is they put up with stuff for way longer than they wanted to as a means to an end. And sometimes that's what you have to do in a certain season of life, but that shouldn't be what you do for the next 40 years of your life. If you're waking up dreading every Monday, wishing away one seventh of your existence, I do think that's a a problem. It's sad, man. It really is. And I, I couldn't do that. And so I will always do what I feel is best for me personally. That and, and I found I'm lucky enough I found something and I hope all of you guys can do that too. And here's another one from Brendan Birch. Burchard that I saved from Instagram people on a true path of purpose don't waste mental energy on drama comparison jealousy posturing outrage or any hurtful thinking towards others the mental energy instead goes to creativity intention passion kindness love and leadership um I you know like we've been saying life is so short so you need really need to figure out something that brings you some fulfillment in life it doesn't have to be 100% fulfillment in your career. For example, like it's not like my job gives me 100%. It's like the perfect, most fulfilling career. But it does align with my interests and passions, so I do get fulfillment from it. And again, I don't love every aspect of my responsibilities. But and Not to cut you off, but I don't love everything no, that we do it, here Right, either. it's but just part of it. Not even close. Um, but when I try to, when I've, did some really soul searching over the last couple of years. I'm like thinking, well, there's really nothing else I'd want to do in this industry at this moment or another corporate job in a different industry. So you just have to weigh out the pros and cons. And 
again, I've been blessed to be able to help Jeremy. He started the business when we first met and over 12 years I've helped him, you know, with the business. So I, I get to fulfill other passions and interests and be able to tap into my own, you know, entrepreneur entrepreneurial mindset, business mindset, and learn how to run a small business with him has been so awesome. And it complements, you know, what I do on the, on the flip side. When you get to meet so many awesome people too, on a really, like you do for your job, but you get to, you get to really know people here. And what right. We do. And helping them. And that's what I was going to say is that I, truly the serving the community serving our members helping them when i get to help them with our 47 day transformation on, online coaching group or in person really get to hear what we do is just help people live their best life and or you get to meet them off the be street. healthier and happier and and so that's what i really love and so I, i'm just grateful that i get to be able to do both right now it's sometimes very <laughs> it's very draining at times to try to at this point having this the business where it's at and then my career it's kind of challenging but I make it work but like I thought <laughs> of, we talked about this last night because <clears throat> we're both just smoked and you went to sleep at like seven o'clock I know. <clears throat> but like I don't I wouldn't want to do it different yeah like it's yeah we spend we pour so much time into people but if without that I'm like what what I would do, feel something's missing. What are we doing? Like this lady, is it Lori? Came in here yesterday and her friend from South Carolina. They came in here, they listened to the podcast, she watched Instagram, shout out to Lori uh, Lappin, I think. And uh, just the nicest, the nicest people ever came in just sharing all these things with us. We love what you do, talking to them, we take pictures with them, we give them t shirts. Like it's a super cool thing. It takes energy. That's very flattering. It takes energy to have like a hundred of these conversations and then we're sitting here and we're talking with other clients forever. Like we're talking with Mike D forever. Like I would not want to give that up. Like, but it's like, I get so much back from it. And then when I get home, I'm smoked. But then I'm mentally exhausted. (laughs) But I'm like, the point is, because we had, you know, hours of creating content and filming and people just don't, that aren't in this type of business especially don't have like an online business they don't get like how much time energy and effort is involved behind the scenes it's a lot but that's why there is this happiness in it and there is this rewarding we we enjoy it the work of it like anything i think sucks but if you look at anybody who's found any success when i mean success i'm saying financial success and i'm saying having impact and having meaning and then obviously helping people you're gonna have to work a lot and there's seasons of that. You're going to like this season right now, I'm working a shit ton more than even I normally do. And it's a lot to take on, but I know I'll be in Hawaii in a couple weeks and it won't be as crazy. And then when some of these systems You're get welcome. set up, yes. And if Heather didn't work <laughs> where she worked, we would not do the same trip. I'll say it that way. We could go. We would go. It'd just be painful to pay full price. Oh, God. <laughs> it would be rough, man. So my point is is that you have to take things as they come. And even if you love what you do, there's going to be seasons where it's exhausting, it's challenging, and it sometimes is draining. But that's, that again, 
you can go back to all the other points we talked about. It gives you the appreciation, gives you the gratitude, and it gives you the meaning. And it helps the you. The impact on other people in your community is just like, it's, it's hard to even express how that makes you feel. If you, if you feel like you're missing something in life, just go help somebody. Go get involved in your community and just give back more is what I'm trying to say. Like I know people are going to hear that and be like, <laughs> she's so full of shit, but it's the truth. It literally is. And again, if I listen to this, I really don't care if they think that. Well, no, I don't. I don't mean I think you're full of shit. I think they mean the idea of that is nonsense. No, and I know. Like I used to hear it and be like, if yeah, I was twenty, I'm sure if I was twenty five, and someone said, "Hey, Jeremy, you should go adopt a family for Christmas," yeah. I'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here!" I'm like, I need my, I need money for myself. I know. I gotta Selfish, buy my own. Yeah. Right. And I, and I wouldn't even understand what you get out of it until you go do it. And you're like, oh, okay. And then it gets like addicting. Yeah, well, the feeling. It's like you chase the, selfishly, you chase the high of making other people feel good. And just helping them in life, you know. It's actually kind of cool. Yeah. On to number five. Yeah. Being happy takes work. The happiest people tend to be the ones who worked the most on themselves being happy takes a lot of work. It's just as much work, if not more, to be unhappy. So just choose wisely. Being happy means at some point you decided to take control of your life. It means you decided not to be a victim and to put that energy back into yourself. Sometimes it's hard, but you have to pull yourself up and push yourself forward. Your lifetime is a series of developments and personal growth. One of the worst things you can do for your self-development is comparing yourself to other people it's easy to get caught up in jealousy and wanting what other people have especially the way we interact with our social media you have to remember that people tend to show only the best parts of their lives on those platforms it's not fair to yourself when you think when you see that and think i want to do that or i want to look like that not only does that distract you from being appreciative of what you have in your own life it doesn't provide any productive input to yourself most often your perception of someone's life is a fallacy and even if it isn't focus on yourself it's your journey your path that you should be concerned with being happy takes practice whether it's you learning to let go of your ego or forming more of self-loving habits it takes practice you only have one life work as hard as you can to make it your best life i agree the one thing you said was it takes just as much work if, or just as much work to be unhappy as it does to be happy. I think it takes even less work. Um, you can be a miserable asshole easily. That's an easy choice to me. I think people generally, naturally have this negative tendency. I mean, we do as humans. We're just, we're, we're kind of geared to seek out the negative, right? Like when you... Or react, like how we react. I think it's like the reaction side of something that goes wrong. It can completely change your... Sorry. No, yeah, you do that. I was smiling, oh, I I was smiling because you do that oh, a lot. I thought because I interrupted you, but... No, no, no. Yeah, with, like, I know. Little, I know it's little, me. little shit. Well, what was this it? Is health, this is why I resonated with the article. What did you I'm do? I'm like, I am... What the example. You, what did you do Friday morning? <laughs> what was your problem Friday morning? You had four problems in like a one minute time yes, frame. Yes, but I don't want to talk about. Can we not talk about it those It was four? the time of the month right okay. before. And it was your bras. And then it was a water softener. And then it was <laughs> this room is too small. And it was one other thing. But literally in like one minute. 
I go, so we escalated from one problem to four problems in 60 seconds. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, yep, okay. Um, yeah, we can take care of that. Um, I don't know what you want me to do. It was my hormones, like I mentioned. <laughs> but I was just like, I go, how did we get here? And then I was mean to him, so I felt really bad. Then I started crying because I felt bad. That I like, was should, like, I, should I even go work out? I'm like, well, yeah. You just, you're like, basically like, please leave. Yeah. And then I left. And I felt really great after my workout. And then sure enough, I was like, yep, my hormones were being crazy. So my point is, is that I think we're naturally geared towards that in real life. And then also in social media, if you if you post something or share something, and it's, I'm not talking if your stuff is just your friends. Like if I post something like I, we do have a presence on TikTok. I don't know how to use it, but people do follow us on there. And not now, me. And now Him. it's, now it's, now it's <laughs> to the point where people are commenting and, uh, I only see the negative ones. Like I literally, like I, I'll go on there to try to like reply and it's just like, people tell me I'm just a piece of shit and I'm like, Oh, thanks dude. I appreciate it. But have I might, a great day. It, might, it might be like 20 positive comments and then you know, one negative one. And that's the only one I see. And I think we have a natural inclination as humans to kind of focus, seek that out. And you have to play the percentages. It's, it's like when you buy some off Amazon, right? Like if it's 10,000 positive reviews and 200 negative reviews, those 200 people I think are probably crazy or just had a bad experience. I'm going to go with the majority and that's what you have to do, but it's really hard. And when you don't do that, you become unhappy, you become negative, and then you're kind of searching for these things to complain and bitch and whine about. And when you do that long enough, you guys, you become a whiner. You become a complainer. You're becoming a, a negative person. You're the person who's always glass half empty. That becomes a behavior trait. Just like you, if you consistently do pull-ups, guess what? You'll get better at pull-ups. You'll have a stronger back. You'll have a stronger core. You'll be a fitter human. And if you consistently like complain and whine and choose to be unhappy, well, guess what you are? You're just an unhappy person. Oh, my man, Suck Guru, this dude. I love him on Instagram, and I've heard him on Joe Rogan's podcast. I th- I, first of all, when I saw him at first, I'm like, is this guy just full of shit? No, I love the, and then I'm the like, gurus. A lot of things he says, man. Super just, wise, super true. He makes sense. He's talking about is the, the happiness you feel... In today's world. ...real, or is it a sickness? And... I'll paraphrase or I can let you go on and say it. No, I, if you need to look at it. I don't need to. I listened to it the other day. And basically what he's saying is like a lot of people, you know, in this, again, generalizing, is saying we're happy, but we're only happy because we're basically comparing because we have things that other people don't have. So we feel the sense of happiness. Well, I have this car and you have a shittier car, so I'm happy. Yeah. Like I have this house, you don't I'm have that house. I'm better than you. I'm happy. And that's, again, why the comparison game sucks. But there's really no joy in that. Like there's not, it's not a sincere it's an empty feeling. Yeah. Because you're only, you only get it because there's a scale. You don't get it because it's just you and people think like that's a success, but that really is like a sickness. If that's the gauge you're always using to compare your life to, that's not real happiness in my opinion. It's like a quick high and then, but it's not going to last. It's it, not sustainable and it won't ever give you the true meaning of what happiness joy fulfillment is well it's why most material things don't do it because the the habituation is what you call it right like shiny things get dull new things get old and then you have to keep getting new things Mm -hmm. more shiny things more new things yes void it's repetitive well when you do that with comparing if you will 
then you're always going to have to compare. Because the minute you stop comparing, you're going to realize like what station you're really at and where you really are. And then it's like, wow, all these things I thought were making me happy really weren't making me happy. They were just, it was masking this sickness that I have because I'm really not having true joy in my life. And this is not a, you know, I'm not against stuff. I'm not against houses and cars and trips. We take them, we have them. I like, you know, I, I don't need fancy, fancy stuff. That's just me personally, but I don't like shitty things either. But that's not what I'm searching for. And I literally mean this, you guys. I'm just as happy driving a shitty 08 Honda Accord as I would be driving a Ferrari. And I know that sounds weird to say, but I mean that. It doesn't It doesn't matter to me. Actually, to be honest with you, I'm probably happier driving the shitty Accord because I'm not so paranoid and worried about somebody scratching it or dinging it or it being fucking messed right. up. And that's, that's a, that might be my personality type, but the point is, is that you can choose to be happy really no matter where you're at and, and kind of what you have. And, and it's I, just like for myself just trying every day to just focus on those small little things in the day that bring you happiness like taking my dog for a walk or going out in nature or you know (laughs) gardening I don't like some of the yard work but just when my flowers are blooming and I'm like just those little things spending time obviously with like friends and family it doesn't have to be going out to the nicest restaurant in Scottsdale. It could literally just be going over to their house or, um, you know, meeting for coffee, like something simple and small. It doesn't have to be, I think so many people are trying to always impress other people by going above and beyond and which is actually taking away from just what really matters. Well, I think if you look at your life... And there's a time and a place for like a big celebration. But I think we're doing it too much, too extreme. But they don't have to be that way. You know, when I'm saying like this grand, expensive experience, if you think about your life and the top 10 funnest moments you've had, are they all in the most expensive restaurants? Are they all in you wearing the, the most expensive designer clothes? Are they all in... $7,000 mansions? Are they all in you driving Rolls Royces down the street? Now they might be, but mine are not. Like they have nothing to do with that. A lot, some of the best times I've had are in the shittiest, dirtiest dive bars with my friends, Mm -hmm. you know, or playing basketball, or even if you are traveling and yeah, you have to have some money. Like when we go to like Italy, for example, like standing in the Coliseum, what's a ticket cost? Like 20 bucks? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you got to get a plane ticket to fly over there. That's like a surreal, exp- like yeah. a once in like, a lifetime those are Those are fun moment. things. I go, but like we didn't fly first class over there. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have to stay at a five-star resort when I was there. Like we just enjoyed, Made it happen. enjoyed the experience yeah. and we were happy in the way that we did it. And I think we get wrapped up sometimes in the details of things. And if you think about our life here, like the last year or two years or 10 years, that the funnest times we've had here have nothing to do with like material things and stuff wrapped up in that world. Yet we put this huge emphasis on it all the time. And I think sometimes that actually takes away from it. Mm -hmm. I mean, my personality type's not that. Like I just don't. Right. I don't want to go to a fancy place. And it's okay. I feel like I I don't fit in. And there's other people... For me, it definitely, there's certain nice places that I definitely feel welcome. (laughs) But then there's other places. Yeah, I'm like, nope, that's really not my vibe. That's not, that's not me. But the the point we're driving at is that you can be happy no matter what station you're at. And I think for people, if you let go of 
the facade and you let go of your ego and you let go of the comparison stuff and you just be who you are, that can just bring a lot of happiness to you naturally. And if you wake up every day and like, imagine if you don't have an ego, you don't have to impress anybody. You don't have to put on a show. You know, you don't have to always present this avatar to the world because that seems like it'd be exhausting and that would make you, you may appear happy on the surface, but you're really unhappy deep down. And I just don't see how you could live that way. And I do think that's a problem that people are doing even now so more than ever because the internet now has become your kind of default who you are. And it's like we're attention starved. Like we're con- like so many people are like looking for attention and validation. And yes, I've been guilty of that too. Like especially when you're younger, I think. Um, and then you start to grow up and you start to self-question yourself and be more aware of who you are but I think I'm really scared for the younger generation of how they're kind of navigating this new world of technology. And it's just so different than how we grew up. Well, yeah. And I, somebody said to me the other day, it was, uh, the kid was going to prom or no, their kid wasn't going to prom, but the other kids were going and he's like, well, my kid doesn't give a shit. And he goes, that's what he tells me. He goes, but what he's going to do is he's going to be on his phone the whole time scrolling the FOMO watching every other kid at prom like wishing he was there and he said that and I thought about it for a second I was like I went to prom like when I'm a senior and I thought it was stupid too um personally like I loved all the dances like most dudes I'm like this is dumb I'm like I just wanted to hook up with chicks Ew, you're so gross. <laughs> Dude, you're a 17-year-old boy. You're a savage. That's what we do. We're predators. We're out to hunt. That's what we're doing. So anyways, I went because that was the goal. I'm just being honest, you guys. No, like, I know. Come on. I appreciate I know. First of all, whoever your date was, Ricky, Jimmy, whoever he was, <laughs> he was trying to get some too. That's what we do. Anyways, I remember going. I'm like, this is stupid. and But I enjoyed it. I'm glad I went. It's a memory that honestly I had fun. It was a good time, and I'll probably never forget it. And I thought about this kid. I'm like, if he does sit at home, like he is going to be on social media and he is going to feel like shit and he is going to see that. And that is something that I wouldn't have had to deal with because I didn't go to every other dance, like whatever the winter ones or whatever, like homecoming, like I could give a shit, but I also didn't have a phone where mm-hmm. I could see everybody there. I could just be at home or be with a different you friend. You didn't go to homecoming? That's weird. Uh, I don't, it really was not my, uh. Homecoming, I feel like was our like actual bigger dance than prom. Like it was more. I just feel like it was better. Um, I don't know. Prom was always like in a cool location, like in somewhere in downtown Portland. So we got out of our small town. <laughs> yeah. But like imagine if you, if for some reason you couldn't but go. I also was on the committee where we planned all the, oh. all the events. <laughs> See, like if Heather and I met in high school. I was like in student council. So I helped. Heather, I was like, loved the party planning part. If Heather and I met in high school, this would not be a thing. This wouldn't have worked out too well. Was the opposite. I was not a student council kind of guy. Was not a. Well, I also was like an athlete, so. Well, if you wanted to hook up, I would have been down for that for sure. But I don't think you were ready yet, so I needed to wait. <laughs> you to wait about ten years. So, anyways, what were we even talking about? My point is, is that with the social media and these kids, you're getting to see stuff that you couldn't see before, and that does play into it. And I do think that does play a part in people being unhappy because it's always the comparison I'm missing out I want to do what everybody's doing which goes back to being present and goes back to you being a choice of just being happy every single day and not that adults don't do it we do it with everything we we put on a facade for people and think like well once I make it here once I have that thing then I can you know 
I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm saying you can be happy today no matter where you're at. And it, everything else is going to kind of work itself out really well. But you have to choose that every day. Every day you're not going to feel great. Everything, every day everything's not going to go your way and that's okay. And it ebbs and flows. Like I yeah, have to make a, a priority and to better myself, focus on the right things and improve the areas that I need to improve on. And that's the whole point, I think, of living is like constantly working towards being better. And if you don't wake up every day and choose to be happy, I can promise you, you're just going to end up being an asshole. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's naturally how we're wired, dude. I have to work at it super hard every day to be a, a really kind person. And honestly, at this point, <clears throat> I don't have to work much anymore because I've done it for so long, but honestly, for years, I'm like, you know what, man, like this is not something you, have you to should break c-. those patterns. You do. And you got to be around the right people. I'll say that again. Like I'm only this person because of like because of Heather, because of the David Jacks of the world, because of our circle of people here, we've met some of the nicest, kindest, most giving people. And you can't help but like... Be inspired by them. And gravitate towards mm-hmm. that behavior as well. So it all matters. You want to do your questions or no? Oh, I just listed a few. Um, we got time. Number, well, let's do the, what are you both most proud of? of one another, which I already mentioned this earlier in the episode, if you caught it, but the person that Jeremy has become since we met 13 years ago to who he is today, I'm like, so proud of you and not to be all sappy, but I just feel like you truly care about making a difference in the world or just, you know, in the community that we've created and the impact that you have on other people. I hear it from a lot of people um, how you've helped change their life. And that just makes me so happy and makes me want to be even better person and, and do that more. So that's my answer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where do these come from? Instagram? Yeah. Uh, I would say the same thing, honestly, for you, really. You're just not the same person when I met you. And not, I know that sounds bad. Uh, you weren't like, you're not like a piece of shit when I met you, but uh, you're, same with you. you're 23 years old and you're your per- babies, your perspective on the world was just skewed towards like what you knew. And you know, you don't, you didn't meet enough people yet. Right. Like you didn't, we both came from like small towns. Like we needed to get out in the world and learn and live and but be you exposed. Just, you don't have perspective when you're young. You just, unless you don't have a lot of life experience. No. And you're, you're willing to learn and like, listen. And that's like one thing where you, I don't know how to say this in the podcast, though, like saying it, you say stuff at home. You're like, Jeremy, you're lucky because I'm not like, and you'll go into this whole kind of rant and you're not like a lot of other people for the sake of like, you're willing to listen, you're willing to learn, you're willing to communicate. You're not willing to just go like with the status quo of like, well, this is where we're at in our life now. This is what we need to do. This is how it has to be because this is what other people are doing. And early on, that's all you, oh, would, it's and I, all you would do. It would, yeah. It would drive like, me fucking nuts. And I would drive myself crazy too. And now that you're older, you're starting I'm to like realize. Realizing, I don't want to do it like everybody else. Actually, that sounds awful. Like I want to do it what the way, do life in the way that brings us. That work that makes the most sense for us and makes us the most happy and free and and all of those things. Yeah. So, so not, thank you. Yeah. So not to get lost <laughs> here, so you guys understand what I'm saying. I just, I guess, if you say, what am I most proud of Heather for doing? It's just becoming the person you're supposed to be, and not like fighting it, 
trying to be something you're not. And a lot of people will do that. And I think you're past the point of trying to do that. You're just, you're going to do what makes you happiest. And it's just you learning who you are and understanding, like, I might have these friends, I might have these people in my life, and this is my, you know, this might be what's right for them, but that's not right for me. I have different interests, different goals, different views, and I'm willing to kind of like step into those where a lot of people, I think, sometimes fight them despite themselves just because, well, this is what the world is doing or this is what we're supposed to be doing. Or society tells you, you know, to do it this way, not that way. And and not getting hung up on the things that don't matter and starting to really focus on the things that do matter. And that's, for anybody, I think that's a, a super commendable thing and it, it's something very few people do. So. That was a great question. Yes. Um, what was, I don't know how to answer the deep dive into how programs are made. Uh, really quick, uh, this person asked, there's a, can you do a deep dive into how programs are made? It depends on what program it is uh, in all reality. Um, if it's here in person, and I've talked about this before, I'll go quick. When we program out for the group training in our facility, everything is based off of a certain set of protocols. When we look at movement patterns, exercises for you guys at home, you can interchange that word if you want. We have everything birthed off of the basic foundational movements of life, essentially. So a push, a pull, a hip dominant, a quad dominant, a trunk, and a total body. Now, those can be through you know multiple planes of motion, but that's kind of how we do all the group stuff. So for an example, what the hell does that mean, Jeremy? If we're going to program out something here, let's say it was interval-style training. Maybe a minute is the work, a minute is the rest, and we'll do you know uh, a push-up, an overhead press, a TRX row, a squat, a lunge, a burpee, and then you guys will ride the assault bike. That's kind of a basic outline of kind of how we program the stuff here in person. And then depending on obviously, you know, how often people are here um, and what days a week they come, sometimes it'll be more upper, lower split heavy. It really just depends. But because people's schedule is so funky, because they can't come on all the days they're supposed to come, we try to give a general outline for most days. So we can try to touch everything most days, but obviously some days are more upper heavy, some days are more lower heavy. In terms of Programs that we create that sell online, it depends on the program. Sometimes it's, you know, based on what I personally do. So if it's like a training with Jeremy style program, obviously we have those available. If they're more of the Metcon based stuff, we try to do uh, typically if it's, you know, let's say our 47 day, we do three, you know, kind of Metcons per week, like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday is kind of like a loading upper lower splits. And then the weekends, just the general activity, foam rolling mobility. And those are obviously laced into every day, but that's how we would tend to create that specific program. And then obviously there's a nutrition component. There's a personal development component. Again, it really just depends, but most things I do, I try to figure out who the end user is and create something that's going to help them be successful in that time frame, but build a foundation, a set of skills they can use obviously moving forward. So Hopefully that answers. It's it's really tough to to be specific because we have probably a hundred different programs here. We have fifteen that we sell online individually, and then for some app development stuff, we have some other ones. So really, how programs are made, we figure out who we're trying to serve, what is the most efficient, effective way to help them, and the safest you know, most kind of melt your face off way possible. And then what habits can we lace into those programs to deliver them the best results that they can receive during that time frame? And what skills can they take from that program moving forward? And then we fill in the blanks inside of that. So hopefully that makes sense. This one, there's a couple others that I didn't list here um, that I'm just looking at my phone. 
thoughts on obesity epidemic and how we got here, which I think we should do a podcast episode on that one with like all all of the research facts. Yeah, then, just um, just save it and write it down. We'll yeah. do it. Um, obviously, we got here by the way that we live our lives now. With and have been living the li- our lives for, in American culture for, for so about many a decade. Years. But we'll do a whole podcast on that. Um, what do you do about your diet? What to do about your diet when your spouse is not on board? Struggle fest here. Get divorced for sure. No. <laughs> we was, have. I'm just we, kidding, we, kidding everybody. Yeah, he's joking. We have a. We did do a podcast about like couples. It's called Eating Right Despite Your Partner. Mm-hmm. So I would say go back on the podcast. If you can't find it, shoot me a DM. But we did a whole episode called Eating Right Despite Your Partner. And the reality is you're not going to change your partner. There's nothing you can say or do that's going to change them. All you can do is lead by example every single day, make the best choices you can, and eventually they're going to gravitate towards you. You're going to find a pain point for them. In that podcast, we go into detail on a lot of like kind of little tactics, but right now it's like when you tell a little kid to make his bed, like they're they're not going to make their fucking bed. Something has to click for them in order for them to want to do it. And you can't do that for them. And making a bed is such a simple example. Changing how somebody eats and drinks is, is so, so difficult. And I think if you listen to the episode, it should help. Um, some of these are actually really good for future podcast episodes too, like kids and fitness instilling positive body image. That's a, it's a lot to unpack. Um, yeah. Groceries, best bang for your buck. I feel like we've touched on it in a I th- I podcast. Think, I think I did a podcast and it was titled, um, Ki- things to keep in your kitchen or is that one different? I think it's for college kids, like eating on a college budget. Just shoot me a DM. We have it. You guys, I promise you strategies to avoid burnout which i know we've covered in some of the episodes but um burning out from like work i think so yeah just probably all of life's commitments and responsibilities which excuse me my two cents the only way you're not going to burn out of something is if you enjoy it it's just it's the reality um there's you have to yeah also take care of yourself and make sure. sure you're getting quality sleep and you are fueling your body with quality nutrition and getting your exercise and making time for yourself. Yeah. But if you love something, you're going to, you won't burn out of it. I promise you. Like, don't get me wrong. There's days I don't want to come here. mm -hmm. There's days I'm tired. 18 things have went wrong in my life. This is the last fucking place I want to be. But when I get here and I'm here for like 20 minutes, I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I'm here. And for me, like in the corporate world, I think it's very normal for a lot of us to get burnt out in certain seasons of your job. But if it's lasting, you know, there's definitely maybe a quarter or a month. Take out the last two years. Yeah. So erase that. But if it's happening for years consistently, then that's where I'm like, you need to make a change. You're not like quit that job or do whatever you need to do. To move forward. Because there's things you're going to do that don't serve you anymore that once did. And for me, that's probably the best example I can give. There's a lot of things that I used to do here that I don't do anymore. And even maybe some of them are things I kind of liked doing, but I just don't have the bandwidth to do them anymore at scale. Or there are things that they don't make the most sense for me at this point in my life, in the stage of where I'm at and what I'm trying to do. And you have to answer that question for yourself. Say, hey, When I wake up every morning, I look in the mirror. I think Steve Jobs said something like this. 
and you ask yourself, do I want to do what I'm about to do today? If more often than not, the answer is no, then it's time to actually change gears. And even if you do love what you do, there has to be some separation and some escapism. And I'm the worst fucking example of that that probably has ever lived. But even with that, when I go home today, well, maybe not right away because I got some computer shit to do. After about an hour, I'll put my computer away. It'll go in my bag. I'll put my phone on the table and Heather and I will just like watch 1883 or we'll do whatever. And I'll have nothing to do with work and we won't even talk about it. Or if we go walk somewhere, we'll just have conversation. But we're away from technology. We're away from these things or say, hey, these days I can only allot this much time for work and this much time for everything else. I think scheduling other things in your life, just like you schedule work, is a great way to do that because now you're making those non-negotiable. Schedule your workouts, schedule your dates, schedule... Change up your environment too. If it's like you're working from home and maybe you need to go to a coffee shop that week or a different room in your house or, you know, have some variety or um, if you have the means, like rent, rent a place, which I know a lot of people have done. I know my own friends have rented Airbnbs just for like a month to get away or if you can do that or... Um, just go plan a little weekend adventure in nature and just, if you live in a city, get out of the city and just like switch it up. And I think you'll feel rejuvenated and energized and you'll have a lot of time to process like, okay, why am I feeling this way? What's causing me the burnout? Sometimes just getting away for two days, Mm -hmm. even for me, like if we do something for two days and, and not at my house, right? And I love my home. But we go stay somewhere for literally a night or two. I come back with a different appreciation and rejuvenation for this. And again, if you're dreading it repeatedly for months and months and months and months, that's probably not something you should continue doing long term. Go on a camping adventure. Um, yeah, you can. That would be great for me. You can miss me on the camping, bro. Like camping at the Ritz Carlton. I'm down for that. Maybe you're so spoiled. And then here's another one, just like Heather's career path while maintaining healthy habits during the work week. Long story short, when I used to work in an office at our hotels, it was a struggle. I would try to bring my lunch a lot of the time, but I would also go out to eat all the time. So you have to kind of learn to pick and choose when it's worth it, when it's not. Even now, I'm just starting to get back to traveling again for work, um, which is always challenging, but I just make sure that I try to pack healthy snacks. I will order healthy items on the menu. I try to have, if I'm going to splurge on a beverage or a dessert, I try to share it with other people, either it's like coworkers or clients or just, you know, everything in moderation as much as possible. Easier said than done, I know. Um, But you just have to make it a priority. And then um, I work from home a lot of the time, so it can be challenging, even though we have a lot of healthy food in our house. It's just like it's still food. It's still food. And so it's like it's so easy for me to do mindless snacking. And if you're kind of bored or you're stressed out, so um, I have to check in with myself. And sometimes it's like leaving, changing my environment, like going for a walk to reset my mind. Um, and then yeah, just try not to have crappy food in our house because that's dangerous and I will reach in there. Um, what well, else? You're also willing to be like kind of weird, you know, in your world at meetings and stuff where you won't partake in every single thing at scale. 
and you're getting you used to feel like you had to right and like out of respect but now it's like no I'm respecting myself and that's really what matters it's my life my body and my choice (laughs) and if you're somebody who if you feel the social pressure of that like what I would say is you got to fake it dude yeah fake an allergy and, and I am sensitive to like gluten and dairy. So a lot of times I just say that, no, I'm not going to have that. Cause like, I'm really trying to limit my dairy or gluten or alcohol. Um, or, um, it's hard because a lot of the times when I am in those environments, it's like the best of the best, like amazing steakhouse, seafood, oh, yeah, amazing sure. wine bottles are just in, in desserts and you're just like, oh my gosh, I want to eat it all, you know, but you have to just remember your why, your health goals. And I try to just save it for, obviously, if it's like somewhere I really want to experience, I will experience it, but um, then I'll make up for it. So if it's like I was traveling that, that week and I did have these amazing dinners or lunches then that weekend comes around and then I will make sure I'm super good on the weekends here at home or on the flip side um, I'm I would say on average really good during the work week and then I'll allow myself on the weekends um, to do those social time with friends like going out to nice dinner or date night or something like that where then I can really enjoy it because I was good majority of the week so it's just kind of like what Depends on the week, I guess, for me or the month. And it's going to start getting more busy and I'm going to be traveling. So I'm already starting to think about how I'm going to work on those, you know, healthy routines because I haven't had to do that for a while. (laughs) Well, and you're so much better now. And I work out at the hotel gym. Like it sucks. I hate it. Our hotel gyms have gotten way better over the years. So it's easier, but... You're well, tired. You're not in your routine. You got to do it either early as hell yeah. or late as hell. And then I don't ever sleep good when I'm on business trips. So there's that component. But I just try to move my body and it's never going to be like the greatest workout ever. Or I try to walk. Like if there's a coffee shop near nearby, I'll try to go get coffee instead of the hotel lobby. I'll try to go to a local coffee shop or something like that where I'm like out and about moving. Um, but that's rare. Mm-hmm. But I did do that last time when I was in Dallas for this past trip in the fall. And then I was late to to the meeting. Don't do that, everybody. (laughs) Don't be late to your work I was like, I'm going to do this two-mile walk or whatever. And then realized, like, oh, I'm the (laughs) asshole who's showing up late because I had to go get a fancy coffee. I was really embarrassed. (laughs) Well, you're you're better now. And for anybody listening, those, and this is me saying this, uh, if I had a job like that, Today, I would be totally fine. Five years ago, even when I'm like early 30s, I guess, I would have struggled. I still, I was not the person I am today in terms of self control and habits when I'm around those types of foods. Well, exciting. This week, we finally get to go to a. Oh, it's Thursday, right? JW Desert Ridge grand opening of their newest restaurant, which Tia Carmen, if you're local, we're going to check it out Thursday. So. That's right. I'm really excited about that again. Those those events are fun. But yeah. again, it's like everything's free and it's just like you could go. It's so easily to get caught up in it. Oh, dude. And again, like I would have a hard time with it even five short years ago where I wouldn't have had the resolve to do. 
And that's tough for you guys, so I do feel for you. But again, like Heather's tips, just you have to make certain things non-negotiable. And if I give any advice, it's just fake, fake an allergy. Yeah, and then and also enjoy it when it's worth it. But you have to then don't just do it to please other people in the room. If you really want to do it, then whatever. But if you're doing, and I I know because people do do this. Well, everybody's having bagels. I Fuck know. it, I gotta have one. Yeah. I'm like, no, you don't. I know. They don't work out like you. I'm good out. about. I'm good about that. I'll like pick like usually it's like okay if it's gonna be like a three course meal I'm gonna pick like maybe that night I want that good glass of wine so then I'm not gonna eat the dessert or vice versa or I'm gonna order something on the menu or an appetizer and not have you you just have to like pick and choose and then um on like on the weekends here then I would want to be really good or the major the next week. You just have to get right back into that healthy routine once you get done with that. Well, and we eat out so infrequent Mm -hmm. compared to what we used to. So you are the prime example of like, well, if I go on the work trip and that's when I enjoy it, Friday and Saturday and Sunday at home, I got to kind of be back to my routine. Like you're good about doing that. And that's where, I think that's what gets a lot of people. It is. They'll, it's so hard. They'll do it on the work trip, then they'll come home and it's a weekend and they have their friends and their family and it's social. And the it's like, celebration and that. And it's like, it just, oh, there's always going to be something. So once you understand life is full of celebrations, events, and obviously I want to be social. So it's like, you just have to be healthy majority of the time. And then when it's really worth it for you to experience something that you really enjoy, do it and don't feel guilty about it. You got to live your life too. So it's like. Yeah. And you guys will strike that balance where you see fit. Yeah. Okay. That was it? Yep. Uh, I'll ask you this real quick. What about when they leave the treats in your room? Oh, that is always so hard for me. Um, if you get like an amenity in your room. Because I think that would fuck me up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh gosh. Here's some chocolate popcorn. Oh, thanks, dude. It's 10 yeah. PM. And it's like, you then you're like, well, I'm just going to have a little midnight snack. Because you avoided it all at dinner and then you yes. show up and it's like. Here right in your face and it's always so beautifully you know and gift wrapped and all the things and i'm like oh, most people that won't, is so won't, nice of them yeah. i'm i can't i can't be rude <laughs> most people won't have that but uh yeah i mean it's not like i'm traveling all the time though i used to travel a lot more so that was like really challenging no and just to echo what she said i think the biggest key and i talk about this a lot just making sure it's really worth it for you when you do it don't just you know, spend those calories and and drinks on things that aren't really worth it to you. And it is okay to say no. And it is okay to be the weird person. And the way I've always thought about it is if you're going to wake your ass up and do these, especially the stuff that we put out, some of these terrible Metcons and these things that you guys do and respect for you doing them, you can't think that you can eat and drink the same way as everybody else around you because they're not waking up, giving the same commitment you're you're doing and you want to see the results of your hard work I know and over time you're going to look different you're going to move different you're going to feel different and people will gravitate towards you because eventually they'll come to you and say hey what have you been doing why do you eat that way and like in the simple response that I've said too, when people co-workers like oh why aren't you going to have this or that and I'm just like because I'm just I'm being healthy that's all you have to say you don't have to explain yourself just say I'm just being healthy which <laughs> It's weird that we got then, to a place. I'm sorry that makes you feel uncomfortable because you're not being healthy, but get over it. <laughs> yeah. And over time, people will respect you in decisions that you're making. So those are the five tips, everybody. 
Hope uh, you enjoyed it. Yes. Real quick, uh, again, reminder, BG Gador's Origins Program will give you guys 50 bucks off. Three months, breathing, mobility, stability, focus, transformation program. And again, BJ put a lot into this, uh, and I respect him as much as any person in the industry. I say this all the time. There would not be a Jeremy Scott Fitness if he did not exist. Uh, And I mean that, and I don't say that about other than David Jack. I don't say that about anybody else. And so... Yeah, he's the best. That's a lot. So if you want to check it out, we can get you 50 bucks off. Right now, the site is thedailybj.com. God, it cracks me up. Slash origins. Thedailybj.com slash origins to get his origins program for 147 bucks. It's three months long. It'll help you breathe better. It'll help you move better. And it'll help you feel better. I promise you that. Uh, again, if you want any other podcast sponsors, they're all in the show notes. If you want some Athletic Greens packets or some Dream sample packets, hit me up. Monica will send them right to you guys. I'll be back most likely next Friday uh, on a podcast because we have family in town. Is it Friday? They come on Saturday. Okay, cool. I'll do a podcast on Friday for you guys. I'll be there, and then we have some other guests rolling in probably later May, but uh, you'll be getting a lot of me and probably a lot of Heather too. Yeah, and thanks again for all the support from listening to the episodes and sending in the questions and the topics are really helpful and If you want to, if this resonates with you, please share it with a friend, family member, tag us, leave a comment, review, and uh, drop it a five-star. Yes, thank you guys. Apple Podcasts, five-star and comment. Spotify, you can drop five stars now too, which is super cool. And uh, I appreciate you guys. If you need anything in terms of supplement guides or smoothie guides, or you want to be on the email list, or you want some of the sample products here, hit me up. I'm happy to uh, oblige. So thank you guys as always. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, Keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.